Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. And it really is lovely to welcome all listeners to Going to the Army back once more for another podcast packed full of Salvation Army music. Some of it may be old, some a little newer, but for all, it's music with a message. The message of God's love to a world in need. And in particular, this episode of the podcast, like the last, is all about the living water that Jesus offers to a thirsty world. So... Come drink of that water, bathe in the healing stream, and gather at the river as we're going to the army. was the march The Seafarer there, a 1976 march composed by Norman Bearcroft for the Canadian Staff Band. It features two choruses. The first was Pull for the Shore Sailor, which you may also remember from the older march, Alderney, 
and one that I know less well called I've Anchored My Soul. John Larson is best known, of course, for his work on the musicals with his fellow general John Gowans. But he's also composed a surprising number of other songs that are part of our well-known Salvation Army repertoire, such as God's Soldier, This Is God's Moment, God of the Open Spaces and You're Not Alone. This next setting of James Bateman's early army song became very popular with Songster Brigades all round the world after its publication in The Musical Salvationist in 1980. But as is the case with so much of our music, it's rarely heard now, less than 40 years later, but I'm glad we're going to hear it today. The Living Waters.
The Living Waters, a lovely song and beautifully sung there by the Hendon Songsters. It's a serious point I made there, by the way, about the way that we just seem to casually discard so much good music that quite often has a great deal of shelf life still in it. Over the past year, we've seen the secular world mourn musicians such as David Bowie, and the respect that his music has does not ever seem to question, for example, that Space Oddity or Life on Mars are between 45 and 50 years old now. We're happy to listen to the Beatles and Elvis on the radio, but in the army, we just seem to class everything that's more than a decade old as ancient and old-fashioned. Well, I'm glad going to the army exists to prove that that opinion is very wrong indeed. And the fact that so many of you listen to this podcast really does my heart good. On now to a major brass band composition based on what is, in my opinion, one of the best songs ever to come out of the Salvation Army. I've told the story in a previous podcast about how I Know a Fount came to be written, after songster leader Oliver Cook's experience of being robbed of a considerable sum of Salvation Army money on his way home from work. But whatever its sad provenance, that song has been for many, many years a pathway to salvation, and a wonderful reassurance of the loving and saving power of Jesus' blood, which flows as a fountain of grace. New Zealand composer Tom Rive wrote a delightful set of variations on that tune, and it's again rarely heard in full these days. But this is the Chalk Farm Band under the baton of Michael Clack that we are to hear playing it now. The symphonic variations, I Know a Fount.
As these two episodes of Going to the Army have shown, water has a multitude of forms and a multitude of uses, both in a practical way in our day-to-day lives and also in our Christian and spiritual experiences. We're going to hear another piece of more modern Salvation Army-related music now by the group Electrolyte. Some of you may have, like me, been at the Royal Albert Hall when Electrolyte played there in a gospel arts festival about a decade ago. They even did one song accompanied by the International Staff Band. And what I loved about them is that they didn't limit their music and witness to Salvation Army congregations, but took it out into the secular pop and rock world, recording two successful albums before moving on to new ventures. I spoke recently to Matt Leader, the former lead singer of Electrolyte, and he told me that this song was a very personal one to him, reflecting the love he has for his own family, but also, as often in the group's songs, it has a different, more spiritual level on which it can be heard. This, then, is Water. Running a 
Like many bandsmen, I've enjoyed playing Ray Steadman Allen's beautiful arrangement of Edvard Grieg's The Last Spring many times. However, I wasn't aware until recently that a lovely set of words to that tune had been written by Major Ivy Morby and published in The Musical Salvationist in 1963. This old recording is by the Manchester Openshaw Songsters under the leadership of Harry Salthouse and it was recorded just a year after that publication, in 1964. The River
Well, Harry Salthouse is one of those names that I grew up knowing. Famous Salvation Army musicians were always well respected in our household, but few names could be more widely respected than that of bandmaster James Williams, now retired of Enfield and formerly Tottenham Citadel. Surely his is one of the most famous names of all in Salvation Army banding history, and we've featured his conducting on many occasions in previous Going to the Army podcasts. I know that Bandmaster Williams recently celebrated his birthday, and to honour both the man and this happy occasion, we're going to feature him as a cornet duettist now, from a 78 revolutions per minute recording of the Tottenham Citadel Band. And bandsmen Williams and Crump are going to bring us the cleansing stream. simple Bible study will tell us that water appears a surprising amount of times in the stories of Jesus. Of course, he was baptised, he calmed the storm, he walked on water, turned water into wine, and so much more. So who better to tell us a story of Jesus than the Sunbury Junior Singers? And they are telling us today that a little ship was on the sea. Little ship was on the sea, 
When Camberwell Citadel Band visited Portsmouth in 1987, a great celebration festival was held in Portsmouth Guildhall to mark the 200th anniversary of the sailing of the Tall Ships. And amongst other events, the band played beside Lord Nelson's flagship HMS Victory. Camberwell Band had brought two recordings with them from Australia for that tour, the official tour LP and a cassette album that was a rather unusual thing in those days, for the whole of the So Glad album was made up of jazzy and pop-style band music. We're going to hear one of the pieces from that cassette now, not by the sea, but down by the riverside. Hogg's cracking arrangement of the old spiritual there, played by the Camberwell Citadel Band. Another treasured memory of my years on the South Coast was the visit of the International Staff Songsters to Portsmouth under Colonel Bearcroft. Now many of us will be familiar with the beautiful song From That Sacred Hill that pairs the evocative poetry of Florence Pollock with that lovely tune by Douglas Rolls. However, It wasn't until that visit that I discovered that the melody had not originally been written to those words at all, but to the equally charming words of General Albert Osborne, From a hill I know, healing waters flow. (laughs) 
and the Colonel explained to us how the melody that Douglas Rolls had composed rose with the words, O rise Emmanuel's tide, in the chorus. And so we're going to hear the International Staff Songster's own recording of that song now. The Healing Waters.
I really do pray that your soul has been blessed and refreshed, as mine was, by hearing that wonderful song. Well, I've been to the river, I've been baptised, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, I've been changed from the creature that once I was, and redeemed is now my name. I've been changed. And that was the Portsmouth Citadel songsters there singing their testimony under the baton of John Bird. That was always a good festival opener for us at that time, I seem to remember. Now, any collection of music that links the Salvation Army and water could never be complete without this next item. Colonel Ray Steadman Allen's Lord of the Sea. This major work, published in 1957, was, by the composer's own admission, originally written for a non-Salvation Army competition. And to be published by the Army, it needed to have Christian words associated with it. Miriam Richards wrote the words to the tunes, including the exquisite word painting of Water's Edge, the first movement where Jesus walked by the seashore. The work in three movements remains today one of the all-time classic Salvation Army festival pieces, and this recording is the most recent one recorded by the International Staff Band as part of their Heritage series. Lord of the Sea
I think that if any one song was ever chosen to epitomise the Salvation Army and its message to the world that Jesus saves, then it would be the Founder's own song, O Boundless Salvation. The importance of water to that song, of course, needs no explanation. The tide is now flowing, I'm touching the wave, I plunge neath the waters, they roll over me. Well, before we listen to, and probably join in with that wonderful song, let's listen to William Booth himself telling us a water-related story. Rope Wanted. On the shores of the Mexican Gulf, a large city had been built, dangerously near high-water mark. One day, a mighty tidal wave rolled over it, drowning 10,000 people at a stroke. A community of devoted young women living on the outskirts of the city, heard the shrieks of the drowning people and rushed to the rescue, saving many of the unfortunate creatures from their doom. But when the lowering clouds, the growling thunder, and the moaning sea threatened another storm, they fled, agreeing that their work for the day was done. But one girl, specially concerned for the children, said, I'm going to have another turn. No, Mary. Her comrades replied, if you go again, you'll come back no more. But, said Mary, the little ones are perishing, and if I refuse to save them, their wailing will haunt my dying pillow. So with a coil of rope round her arm, Mary went out again into the storm, but she came back no more. And when they searched for the dead among the wreckage, they found Mary with an infant in each arm and seven little children tied together with the rope, one end of which was fastened round her waist. Can't you see Mary dragging her little procession along when a sudden gust of wind blows her over and the waters drown her where she falls? I shall meet Mary and her little flock in heaven. The Salvation Army is out on the wild waste waters of the world. Her arms are full of children and thousands of helpless creatures are being borne along by her in safety on earth to earth and blessedness in heaven. Still, she wants to do far more, but she's short of rope, and knowing that there must be a good deal of that material or news in these parts, may I ask my friends to send a little along, and thereby earn the blessing of God, the thanks of those ready to perish, and the gratitude of the general.
Now, you know that I always like to end the podcasts with a march. And so we'll have the benediction before the final march today. And we're going to enjoy this benediction from the voices of the Chicago Staff Band as they sing together and pray that we will all experience peace like a river. And that brings us to the end of this special two-part podcast of Salvation Army Music. We've heard how water, rivers, seas, oceans, tides, fountains and so on have inspired Salvationist musicians over the past 150 years. And they've given us so much excellent music to listen to. But in addition, I want to pray that these showers of blessing will continue to rain down on us all in the days to come as we continue to serve our Lord and Saviour through our Salvation Army service. This final march takes us back to where we started this double podcast, 
to the south coast of England. And Martin Thomas's March of that name is the title track from the latest CD by the Solent Area Fellowship Band. I truly hope you've enjoyed listening. And now all that remains for me to say is cheerio and God bless you all. Until next time. South Coast. Thank you.